Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello there, welcome along. It's the penultimate Full Throttle podcast of the 2021 World Superbike season for Monday, the 22nd of November. Greg Haynes with you. James Whittam is with us as well. We will have one more podcast coming up next week, hopefully with a nice surprise for everybody. So uh, listen out for that one next week as we move towards December. James, we've just gone off air. It's been an incredible season and a quite sensational end to the proceedings in Indonesia you just couldn't have scripted the last race the way it all panned out with the rain but first of all we can only focus on one man we have a new world champion yeah and a deserved one uh top rack Raz Gatlioglu has been exceptional this year uh but not just him the fight between him and uh Jonathan Ray has been unbelievable it's been brilliant he's Brought the best out in the pair of them. Toprak's really is uh, settled in with that team. He, he's not made any mistakes, uh, and and for his part, Jonathan Ray, I feel, has had to try so hard on a bike that isn't just quite as good as the Yamaha in the round. I think it's good some places. I think the Yamaha uh, is probably better more places, and I think uh, for that reason, Jonathan's had to ride really hard. I've never seen a rider be able to override a motorcycle and push too hard on it and get away with it as much as Jonathan has. And I don't think anybody else could have done it. We're just watching Dorna's season montage play out on our screens here in yeah. the commentary box as we record this podcast. There's been so many things to look out for, haven't there, this year? The fact we've had Scott Redding proposing to JC on the podium at Moss. So many close finishes decided by less than a second uh, all manufacturers apart from one have won races. We've had legends like Davis and Haslam and Sykes bowing out, at least for now, from the championship. But the racing, James, it's been brutal at times. It's brought some controversy along the way as well, yeah. but just incredible racing. Yep, there's 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 been a little bit of can of needle, but also at the same time, a lot of respect from Toprak and from Jonathan. Um, I, I just couldn't follow what's gone on this year. Uh, it's been it's been a brilliant brilliant season to be involved with, and uh, nice to see it finish. Uh, so I'm not going to say amicably, but with so much fun. Uh, Jonathan was uh, magnanimous in defeat and was really complimentary towards Toprak, who, remember, was his teammate, and he showed him the ropes. You know, he yeah. used to he used to trail him round circuits and give him yeah. advice and. I'm sure uh, Jonathan uh, wouldn't begrudge him, and he didn't begrudge him his his first world championship. Um, 
and they both say, and it's lucky for us, they're going to be back in this championship next year, uh, both with the same teams uh, and both really uh, determined to win the championship for themselves next year. Um, it'll be lovely to see Jonathan fighting just as hard. He said that they've got to make improvements to the bike. I think that would echo what I feel. Um, uh, also, James Aiden and James Tozland think exactly the same. They think that uh, the Kawasaki needs a little bit of development. They were a little bit unlucky this year with the Kawasaki. They couldn't run the extra 500 revs that the road bike had been homologated with. Uh, it was deemed to be a sidestepping of the rules by the organisers so they weren't allowed the 500 revs out. I think I think that would have made a little bit of difference. But a brilliant championship. Where do we go now then from here after the season? Well, I know where I'm going. New chip, <laughs> literally. <Huddersfield>. After... <laughs> <laughs> literally, yeah. Um, that's a long trip back, isn't it? Yep. But where do we go from here with uh, Topper having won the championship by just 13 points in the end from Jonathan Ray. Scott Redding was 63 behind as Locatelli edges out Michael Rinaldi for fourth and fifth places. Garrett Gerloff wins the independence. Axel Bassani taken out of that last race. Contact with Michael van der Mark, but it was really Toprak who roughed him up. Yamaha, though, James, they've won the riders. They've won the manufacturer's championship, the team's championship. But it's not just the riders here in World Superbikes, is it? It's MotoGP with Fabio Quartararo. Yep. Jake Gagné in Moto America. Taz yep. McKenzie, of course, in BSB. Yep. Japanese championship. MXGP, it really is the year of Yamaha. It's it is absolutely yeah, unbelievable. Absolutely the year of Yamaha. It is, yeah. Uh, every championship they've raced in, uh, they've uh, they've done well. They've won most of them. Uh, it's been a brilliant year for them. Yep. Right. Let's have a quick listen in to the riders after that race. First of all, of course, we have to start with uh, the top three of that last race of the season. The winner, Jonathan Ray, doing the double. Scott Redding just missing out on what would have been a last race win for Ducati. And Michael van der Mark, his 40th career podium. Wow, Jonathan, that was literally unbelievable. Just what was that like? It was brilliant. What good fun, eh? The track has so much grip in the wet. And um, yeah, I wanted to put my head down at the start, but Top Rack had the same idea. Scott had the same idea. So it was like, okay, it's the battle of us three. And um, oh, man, I was, I got in front. I thought, oh, Scott was actually doing a good job. You know, he was really fast and... Sector three, and um, then I could see where he was fast. When I went to the front, then I tried to improve in that sector, not to give him a sniff. But the penultimate lap, I made such a big mistake in the last corner. I went and tucked the front a little, and then I went under the white line on the exit, lost all my drive, and he came past. And I said no. And uh, yeah, the last lap was last lap, last race of the championship. You know, I wanted it, and um, just so happy. You know, maximised our points today. Came up, came. Um, fulfilled our intentions you know to win races didn't look like it on Friday morning to be honest but we're here so um, honestly a massive congratulations again to Top Rack and his team they they won the year and uh, very impressive very well deserved but looking forward to go home now see my family have a bit of a break and, and then focus on 22 because we go testing in December so um, try to improve put some pressure on Kawasaki and uh, come back swinging next year you've done brilliantly Jonathan well done cheers mate thank you Scott, that was absolutely unreal. Considering we didn't even think we were going to get a race until about five minutes before you left, that was incredible. Well done. Yeah, to be honest, uh, I just wanted to put on a big show because there's a lot of people around the world staying up so late um, just to see the last race of the year. It was a 12-lap dash. We've done no wet laps. It was just commit and see what happens, and we was overtaking, really close racing. I thought, let's have a go in the last car. was completely out of control, I'll be honest. But, you know, this is what it's been like this year. So I think it's great to finish 
the season on a, a great race like that and I enjoyed it. You know, it was fun, we was pulling, we was mixing. Um, and that's it, I've had a great year. Team's been amazing. A bit emotional, really, because we're going to miss a lot of them. But it's been great, so thank you very much. Thanks, guys, everyone staying up. Thanks for the entertainment, Scott. Well done. Thanks, mate. Mikey, what a ride. Well done, mate. Yeah, really uh, awesome race. We saw already that uh, the track had a lot of grip with the slicks in the rain. And, you know, I thought it was my time, you know, when it was wet. I had an okay start, but I was just smart the first couple of corners. But to be honest, I enjoyed best thing I enjoyed this race was the battle with Toprak. Now we had a really nice and fair battle and uh, yeah, really, really happy. Uh, well deserved to, to the Fatayama guys because you know, I had uh, some relations with them in the past and we all worked really hard so I want to congratulate them on this fantastic title and uh, but yeah, at the end of the day, today I beat him. Cracking <laughs> <laughs> job, Maki, what a mate. Thank you. Yeah, what a happy top three. And typical of the 21 season, actually, to see three different manufacturers on the podium in the last race. The track, James, phenomenal. Bit of criticism in the way it was done and uh, the way some of the uh, residents, they say, were evicted from needing to... Yeah, I mean, I, the, overall, the track's been fantastic. It's, a, it's an absolutely... Uh, Fantastic job they've done. Brand new circuit, brand new surface, therefore, brand new infrastructure. A place where there wasn't anything before. There wasn't an older circuit they've developed. This was a brand new uh, greenfield site, and it's been just brilliant. The shape of the circuit's been good. The surface has been good. Uh, the safety aspect has been really good. There's been no issues whatsoever, um, and it's been brilliant. Not only that, the shape of the circuit seems to lend itself to fantastically close racing loads of overtaking opportunities didn't seem to favor any bike over any of the others i think it's just been uh, been exceptional the only criticism i would say and it's only a little point really if you're gonna run a world championship meeting in a monsoon climate region run it when it's not the monsoon <laughs> Yeah. Rainy season, I would say. But that said, it's not just as easy at uh, uh, the moment because of COVID restrictions and maybe it had to be that weekend. It couldn't have been any earlier this year because it wouldn't have been finished, remember. Um, maybe if they'd given them an earlier slot in the first place, they could have aimed to get it finished for early in the year. But that said, it's been a brilliant meeting and a brilliant circuit. Let's listen in, though, to our new champion of 2021. Bit of a short podcast today, by the way, but we'll be back with a bit of a special next week. But your champion is the 25-year-old top prac, Razgatioglu. Top rack, you're the 2021 World Superbike Champion. How do you feel? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but I champion now, but I don't know now. And but for me, very, very strong race because uh, front tire destroyer side, I fighting for second position and I'm really happy. And, uh, you know, my dream this season, this, this champion and for my father, my dad, because uh, he's not possible to see because he's died. And uh, for me, a very special day. And uh, thanks to Kenan and thanks to my family because every day uh, with me, every day, uh, uh, every day we are together. And thank you and everybody in Indonesia peoples and world. Thank you very much. Just describe the feeling in the race top rank. Oh, 
uh, corner 15 are you from uh, at the start of the race uh, on the sighting lap you had a massive moment and you had another massive moment in turn 15 you must have been a yeah, bag of nerves I'm very scared because front sliding and after I try come back again And but we are here incredible day for me thank you very much hey, next year number one plate we don't know we check <laughs> thank you very much thanks Torak yeah, he's just a phenomenal guy, isn't he, James? Yeah. He just never seems to... Never gets flustered, get flustered. never seems he's to feel made, the pressure. He's made no uh, mistakes in races this more year. More than that, and whether this has just been, let's say, he's had a bit of luck running with him this year, but he's not made any mistakes on track. He's made tiny mistakes, so he's run a bit wide, but when I mean a mistake, I mean he's not thrown it down the road. He's been off the bike twice. The first time at Assen, when uh, his, his teammate, well, his fellow Yamaha rider... Girl off went up the inside at turn one, uh, and then when a front mug guard came detached and went under his front wheel, and he went down the road at uh, Portimao, and and apart from that, not dropped the ball once, and that's incredible when you're going as quick and pushing as hard as he is. Just in a replay as well for the first time of what happened to Michael Ronaldo this afternoon, of quite a big high side actually coming around the right-handers towards the, the middle part of the lap, but Locatelli gets fourth in the championship. Uh, Independence honours go to Garrett Gerloff. And a quick word before we sign off, James, from, as I say, a bit of a shorter podcast this week, but uh, three real stars of World Superbikes, Leon Haslam, Tom Sykes and Chas Davis. It's all over. Yeah, as far as their full-time World Superbike careers go, yes, it's all over. Uh, going through them then, um, Chas Davis, what a career. I mean, what a career. You know the stats, but they're very impressive. Um, and he's a former World Supersport champ. I mean, he can look back uh, with exceptional pride on his time in the World Superbike paddock. Uh, and he's an intelligent, nice fella and he's hardworking, so no worries for him. Whatever he does, he'll be good at it. I am absolutely certain. Uh, Leon Aslam, you can't see Leon Aslam retiring from racing for a long, long time because he just loves it. Um, he's looking at uh, rides in British Superbike or even World Endurance. And you can see Leon riding until he's 50 or 55. You know, his dad went on racing when he <laughs> when he left the sort of big-time British Championship. He, he bought a 250 and went did some 250 racing in the UK, did Ron, uh, just because he liked doing it. Uh, and I think Leon's going to be the same. Uh, he already... Um, had a, a brilliant career as Leon. If he does end up back in British Superbikes, he will be an asset to that championship. Um, and I'm sure he'll be a, a front runner. Um, and then Tom Sykes, we don't really know what Tom's uh, going to be doing. There's word that he may be going to uh, Moto America to race in the US or back in BSB. Uh, and again, Tom, what has he got to look back on that he can't be proud about? Yeah. Nothing. He's, yeah. uh, he's had a cracking career, former world champ. And still... For my mum, they're all still quick blokes. But Tom, especially, if he's got grip, he's going to be quick. Yeah, all champions on their own right, of course. Tom Sykes, like you say, world champion in 2013. Leon Haslam, the British Superbike champion before he came back to World Supers. Chas Davis, world super sport champion yep. 10 years ago. And, of course, significantly, James, the only Briton to have actually won the historic Daytona 200 as well. Yeah, he spent a lot of time racing in the States in his formative racing uh, years and uh, on a 250 at Motor Grand Prix as well. Um, yeah, like I say, all, all three really good fellas and uh, yeah, nothing to, uh, nothing to be ashamed of there. James, thanks very much. As we say, it's a bit of a shorter okay. podcast. Sorry, it's been a bit short, everyone, this week, but uh, we've got a real tight turnaround to get out of here. But we'll be back 
We'll be back with a Skype podcast and hopefully uh, some rather special guests. Wit will be with us. That's one special guest already then, but James, for now, pleasure again as always hey, Greg, this year. Have a good Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> you too. I'll speak to you next week. Anyway, for the podcast. Right, yeah. Speak to you all soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.